Allen Bell is up at all times. Like, Allen Bell, you could have a meeting for 4.30 in the morning, he'll be there. You could have it at 1 in the morning, he'll be there. You can have it at 7 in the morning. I know this, Allen Bell, because I see your tweets all through my timeline at every minute of the day. <laughs> well, you're exactly right. Let me say this. If it's 7 a.m., we haven't gone to sleep yet. So let's just be, let's just be clear on that one. So we didn't have to get up. Now, let me, let me also say, all right, in regards to this Brian Kelly thing, because it is hard. There's really not a lot of good ways to do it. This is horrible, and there's zero chance I would have been there at 7 a.m. But how do you feel if you're a Florida fan right now where you see your coach, Billy Napier, who told uh, his Louisiana team that said, we have App State, we have one more game on the schedule that I know of, and I'm not letting any of you go out with a loss without me. I'm staying, coaching this game, and we're handling business. Florida's got to feel good. That's that's a good way to go out, man. Boy, I've heard good, really good things about Billy Napier for a long time. I, yep. I think I think that's a really good hire by Florida. Now it's not you know splashy and getting the headlines like like a couple of these others. Uh, speaking of uh, odds for Notre Dame coaching candidates, what what you got there? Yeah, so you know you take a look at the list and Marcus Freeman, uh, who's on staff right now, he is at even. He is your favorite to get it. Luke Fickle, second at plus 200. Matt Campbell, uh, third at plus 500. Tell you what, go ahead and stop the list right there. It's going to be one of those three guys. I would be surprised if it's not Fickle or Campbell, and if it's not, Marcus Freeman will be their guy. So it's going to be one of those three. They're going to go after Luke Fickle, Matt Campbell. Probably, I think Fickle is the guy that they're looking at right now, see if they can get him out of Cincinnati. But it's going to be Marcus Freeman, Fickle, or Campbell. Let's go over to Oklahoma. Another uh, big opening. What, what do you think about that job, A.B.? Yeah, now Oklahoma is a little more interesting because Brett, Brett, uh, Brett Venables, the D.C. at Clemson, is the favorite at plus 400. Then you got guys like Lane Kiff and Mark Stoops who's on that list. Obviously, he's uh, staying at Kentucky. Matt Campbell as well. Luke Fickle. Jay Norvell at plus 800. To be completely honest with you, this is going to be Brent, Brent Venables or probably someone not on this list whatsoever. Uh, because if it's not Venables, I think Oklahoma is going to have to look a little bit differently uh, in terms of how they go about it. Not saying that that's a bad thing, because Oklahoma's Oklahoma. They seem to just always nail the hire, and they're not really concerned about it. But I think Brent Venables is their guy right now. If he doesn't leave, then this thing is going to open up to anybody and everybody. You're looking at NFL, all kinds of different options. Alan Bell from Sportsline.com. Joins us uh, every Tuesday at Alabell247 at Sportsline and Sportsline.com. You need to check him out. All right, it's College Football Championship Week. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start with Georgia-Alabama. Pretty big spread, uh, but I, I still like Georgia in this deal. Where, where are you? I love Georgia. Uh, I'll say this. I love Georgia with the spread. Uh, I took them at minus 5.5. It's sitting at 6.5 right now. Anything under a touchdown, I would absolutely take it. Look, Georgia's played the exact same game. 11 times in a row. Take away that first game against Clemson. It's the same game. Like, and they're not going to change a thing. They are not going to give you anything to work with. And once they get up 10, 13, 16 points, it's a black hole. You're just not coming out of it. Right? So I don't think that this is an Alabama team that compares to last year, that compares to the last five years. I'm not saying that they're bad by any means, but they just don't have the horses, man. This Georgia team, uh, and everybody looks at the defense, uh, buddy, their offense is averaging 40 points a game, too, right? Like, they, they can score on you as well. I just don't see any way Alabama, uh, you know, wins this game. Also, 
I'm taking the first quarter under 10 and a half. These are the two lowest scoring teams in the SEC in terms of the first quarter because you know Kirby Smart and Georgia are not going to try anything big to give any mistakes to Alabama. They're going to run the ball, play field position, and Ben ain't scoring touchdowns in consecutive drives uh, on Georgia. So, yeah, that first quarter under 10 and a half, I'd ride that one. Yeah, it's funny, man. Um, you know, this season, uh, during the college football season, I feel like I've gotten a pretty good handle on, on a few teams, Auburn being one, um, Ole Miss being another, and the Georgia under. Because of what you just mm-hmm. said, they score enough points to take the air out of the ball, and then they choke you out like a python. And so, yep. like, the under literally is hit almost every week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't let you play the game anymore. They just take it all away from you. You're exactly right. I mean, and it's been formulaic. Go through, you know, anybody out there listening, go through, look at the numbers every week. They played the same game 11 times. <laughs> let me ask you this, A.B. Houston, they got they got some guys on their team. Cincinnati make a statement because this line is pretty big. Or does it, did they come out and make a statement while they necessarily and leave no doubt why they have to be in the um, college football playoff? Yeah, so this line is pretty big. We've got Houston against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's a 10.5-point favorite and a total of 53.5. Look, I think the play in this game is the over 53.5 because Cincinnati's good. They probably win the game. They're not the best covering team uh, in the country, especially when you're looking at a double-digit spread. And Houston's good. And Houston is good enough to where they're going to score and they're not going to let Cincinnati kind of play that second half of what you know, the New England Patriots do, uh, similar to Georgia, what we talked about, where they just kind of bleed the clock out and, and, and just win. Houston's too good. They score too many points for Cincinnati to be able to do that. So Cincinnati's going to have to keep the, uh, the foot on the gas, uh, you know, on offense as well throughout this game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the over 53.5 is probably your best player. What about Baylor, Oklahoma State? Obviously, Oklahoma State with the big win in the Bedlam uh, game against Oklahoma, favored by five last time I looked over Baylor. What do you think about that one? Yeah, yeah. So Oklahoma State, yeah, five point favorite. You got a total of forty six and a half here. Uh, I like Oklahoma State. Um, I, I think that they're just a much better team uh, than Baylor is. You look at in terms of uh, points allowed, points uh, forced. Uh, you know, comparatively between these two, Oklahoma State's just a better football team. And it's nothing against Baylor, um, but I think Oklahoma State just gets the job done. And if you're getting it at five, yeah, it's a great number. Now Purdue had moved. Purdue. Oh, first of all, I don't know how I got them up. Jeff Brom to Louisville. You yeah, want to go ahead and start yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to have to. Purdue's quarterback went in the portal yeah. today. Is there a reason? Yeah. They were ranked <laughs> as high as number two early in the year. They got to fight on Michigan. They, they've been up and down. They talked about this defense, how, how good it is. Who, what, what happens in this game? Uh, you talk about Michigan-Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, does Michigan have a letdown game? after Ohio State. I that, think that's the first That's my question. concern there, yep. Yeah, and I, I think that there's a little bit of it. However, it's good that they're playing against Iowa because even if they do, it's not like the game gets out of hand. Right. Even if Iowa gets up, right, mm-hmm. by a touchdown, a touchdown, and a field goal, right? If they get that in the first half, whatever, Michigan can come back on that, right? Like, Iowa's not going to you know light up the scoreboard. The problem is that you're looking at ten and a half. That is a big number, especially when you're looking at a total of 43 and a half. I would say, uh, I, I would say, take the under in this game. I know 43 and a half is a low number for this one, 
But I could see Michigan, if they get up, just running the ball the entire game, which they try to do, obviously. But I don't think that it looks like against Ohio State. I think it's just one of those just classic December-type Big Ten games. I, I would go with the under here in this one. I love it. Uh, let's go over to the NFL. So uh, the Titans' win total <laughs> is currently sitting with five games to go in an 8-4 and four record at 11.5. Can the yeah. Titans win four out of five to go over that number? It's tough. Like, that's tough. I think that that number obviously is very, very sharp. Look, I'm going to go with th- I'm going to go with the under. They win three. I think that they finish right at 11 wins, win the AFC South, and go into the playoffs exactly how they want to be. It's not going to look the same because of injuries and all those things. But I think that you're going to look at this regular season as a success. They're going to be at 11 wins. I don't think anybody would complain about that. And then let's see what can happen in the playoffs. Let's let's jump in on Patriots Bills because uh, Patriots have won six in a row. Now they start a little four game stretch. What we're going to see, what and who they are. They start in Buffalo. What do you think about that? So okay, same thing that we talked about last week in regards to this game, and that that played out exactly how we broke it down. And this game is probably going to be the same because let's look at the last four weeks for the Patriots. Okay, they played the Carolina Panthers, who have no run, who had no run game with Christian McCaffrey being injured. All right, Patriots smoked them. All right. Cleveland Browns, no run game with COVID. Patriots smoked them. Falcons, no run game. Cordero Patterson was injured. Patriots smoked them. Titans go in with no run game. Surprisingly ran the ball very well, but they take away the pass. Patriots smoked them, right? And you look at the second half of those four games. The Patriots outscored the Panthers 10-0. Browns 21-0. Uh, Falcons 12-0. Titans 20-0. A team has not scored a single point on, this, on the Patriots team in the second half in four weeks. And what do the Bills do? They don't have a run game. So, I'm going to roll the Patriots. And you're getting plus three here? Yeah. Give me the Patriots all day long because it's the exact same formula that they've done the last four weeks. I love it, A.B. At AllenBell247, at Sportsline, Sportsline.com. That's where you'll see each of the games graded. So, like tonight, for example, NBA, college basketball, there they are. A, B, C, you can make your determination based on that. A, B. Yeah, A, B. And C. You don't even look at C. I don't even look at C. I just eliminate C. No. Thank, thank you, A.B. Good stuff, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank right. you. Had Alan Bell.